I am the second youngest child of four. Um, grew up in Queens when it was okay to still go outside and play manhunt. Times have changed a lot since then, but in my my little little lad days, I was just always running amok, playing baseball. I was very healthy, or I didn't eat healthy, but I was a very active child. Skateboarded. I tried every sport actually, um, at least once. Just wanted to find what was for me. Uh, it was very to myself. Uh, I didn't have many friends growing up, honestly. Uh, I just felt like I was weird. I always felt like I stood out more than everybody else. But not in a good way. More in a, like, keep quiet kind of way. Still wear all black. Uh, so, yeah, I just never really felt like I fit in with anyone. And I was still young, naive. Didn't really know where my group was. So growing up, I uh, had very, uh, I had a handful of friends. Um, fortunately, don't have them anymore, or at least I don't really keep in contact with them as much as I do or used to. Uh, yeah, I grew up where everything was different. Uh, Nick at Night was still a thing. Uh, Cartoon Network and Boomerang were like the thing. Uh, back when Cat Dog was still on TV. So, yeah, times have changed a lot. Uh, do you miss the, those days? Yeah, I do miss those days. That generational shift hit real different. More so because, like, everybody was nicer back then <laughs> for some reason. Uh, I think, I don't know if it's overpopulation, people are in tight spaces, everybody's starting to just throw elbows now, but a lot, of, everybody was just nicer back then. Or at least that's the way I felt. As a child, I don't know if maybe my perception of reality was different because I was a child, but yeah, I did feel like back then things were like so much better. And now with the economy being so shit, everything's so expensive, <clears throat> being an adult trying to grow up in this like time is really tough. I mean, I'm only 25, but holy heck is it tough. I'm still roomating because I can't afford my own place. And I say I'm happy, but like, I could be happier. Money isn't everything, but it'll definitely help. So we're taking it day by day. Things are a lot slower now, or at least so it feels. Uh, I can feel myself getting older. Uh, sucks. Um, that daughter that I have, she reminds me of how old I'm getting. She's like, Daddy, you're so old. And I'm like, yo, I had one gray hair. Relax. But, yeah, it's just a whole different feeling from the way it used to be. Our summers weren't as humid. I didn't feel so pissed off to go outside. Uh, things changed too much. Too much. I do feel like I may have uh, grown up not in the best way. Uh, definitely could have had more support from the adults, but all of them. <laughs> I didn't really have much guidance in my life. Uh, I feel like my mom, as she was growing up, didn't really have much either. So as she grew up, she was still trying to figure out how to be an adult. And 
now me, 25 year old man, still trying to figure out how to be an adult. Uh, I do have my childish tendencies, but no, of course not. I understand where she was coming from. She had her first kid at 16. I mean, that's, that's tough. I thought 20 was young. 16 is young. And that's, I couldn't ever. She really gave herself a handful and she did it. Most of the time she was single and I'm like proud of her. She made it real far. She did what she could for her kids. And that's something I would never take away from my mom. No matter how much we have these little arguments. Uh, I just, I love her to death because like she really did everything she could for her four kids. And even to this day, anytime I ask her, be like, mom, I'm really tight on cash right now. Can I just borrow 50 bucks? She doesn't even hesitate. I just see a text from Chase. You got $50 in your account now. So. Man, kudos to her for doing it. And I'm inspired by her, actually. Uh, again, she did it mostly alone. And as an adult now, I see her struggle. And it hurts me because it's like, I want to be able to help, but I'm in no position either to help. So it's really tough. But she's stronger than I could ever be. I don't know where I'd be without her because we all know. Or, well, we don't know. I didn't have a dad around. Uh, my dad was locked up, uh, I think, when I was like three months old. Uh, the first time I saw my dad, I was 18 years old, stocking the cooler at Walgreens. And he was on a road trip down to Florida from Connecticut, from where he was held, and just popped up one day. And I've never seen this man in my life. I see this 5'8 Dominican guy walk up to me look at me and say, Junior, and then try and hug me. So I'm like taken aback for a second. I'm just like, dude, who are you? And he's like, it's me, it's your dad. At the age of 18, I saw my dad for the first time and I could not hold back tears. Uh, it was a very emotional day for me, especially because I was at work. I was like, dude, this is weird, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, I didn't... Be honest with you, not really. Not as much as I would like. I do admit it is my fault. I don't really reach out to people. Like I said, when I was younger, I was just a very to myself, quiet kid. I still am almost always to myself and a quiet kid. But um, I don't have the relationship that I strive to have with my family in general. I definitely feel like I'm lacking. Whereas I could just be reaching out. Is that something you want to work on? It's something that I have been working on. Um Last May, my younger sister graduated from high school. My mom's immediate family, we all got together for the first time since I graduated high school or for the for the first time since my great-great-grandmother had passed away. We had finally met up again, which I think my great-great-grandmother passed away in 2017, somewhere around there. But we had, we had all met up in Florida for my younger sister's graduation. And it was at that moment that I knew, like, I need more of my family around because that was the time of my life. Yeah. I even, I have a friend who's like, every time I talk about the trip, he's like, yo, you never shut up about Florida. And I'm like, bro, it was the happiest moment of my life. And like, he compares it. He's like, even happier than the birth of your daughter. And I'm like, yo, honestly, they're right there. They're right there. Because, I mean, again, I haven't had my family there with me in a really long time. So, so. 
Yeah, not to sound like Dominic Toretto, but family is everything, man. Like, you can do anything with family. That's strength in numbers, and family is the people that are going to be there for you no matter what. Or at least I would hope so. I know I would be there for my family no matter what. So, yeah, family definitely means a lot. Did you see your dad? I don't remember. No, I didn't. The last time I went to Florida, I skipped out on seeing him because our schedules didn't really align. I, I do call him. Every now and again, uh, text him just to make sure he's okay, he's alive, still breathing, you know. And I should do that a lot more often. Uh, I definitely do plan on seeing him more because I'll be honest with you, the amount of times I've seen him, like a handful of times, which is not enough. I'm 25 years old. I need to grow up and see my dad more. I've got daddy issues. So, you know, the name of this show is Where You Stumble. Yeah. When I pushed away everyone, including my family, ironically enough, I'm like just now coming to realize this, that when I, uh, when I had my daughter, when I needed my family the most, I kind of just pushed everybody away because I felt like I had made it there on my own. And I also took a kin to my mom and I was just like, well, she did it by herself. I'm pretty sure I can do it too. And I mean, honestly, I moved out of her place and moved within like a 15-minute walk from her, and I still wouldn't even see her as often as she would like. So I definitely did push everybody away. Uh, My relationship with most of the family had just dwindled down to a high-and-by situation. So it sucked because I want to say that's probably when I needed my family the most, when I was trying to figure out how to be a dad and when I was also trying to figure out how to be an adult at the same time. Uh, It was really tough. And to just separate myself from everybody because I was trying to be in the zone, it didn't work out well for me, obviously. Um, It messed with my relationship. It messed with my career. Uh, It messed with pretty much everything in my life. Because I didn't have that outlet. I didn't have anybody to talk to. Or at least I felt like I didn't. And I was very still naive at that point. Just trying to do everything on my own. And it didn't work out for me. Uh, And then back to when COVID hit. It was just really tough to do anything at that time. Really tough to afford things. And... I'm not saying that I would only look for my family when I need something, but I definitely didn't need them then. So not having them there was like really tough for me. And I do feel like that is where I was at my lowest low because I just, again, not in contact with the rest of my family. So that was pretty tough. It is by going down into the abyss that we recover the treasure of life. Where you stumble, there lies the treasure. So yeah, that quote hits different when you really like pull it apart. Just go for it. Get it. People are going to help you find your way there. You don't need to do it alone. There's always someone to help. I will say, as of late, I've been really biting my tongue on my falls. Um, 
I've been struggling a lot. That's why I've been picking up odd jobs wherever I can, doing photography gigs whenever I can, uh, trying to make as much money as I can because it's tough, man. Trying to be an adult, have fun, raise a kid, trying to repair my car while like working an entry-level job. It's tough, but I, I don't let it stop me. Uh, again, I do bite my tongue a lot, but it's because I feel like I don't need it. I probably could ask for help. I probably would get it too, but I just feel like I'm good enough right now where I can hold my own or at least keep my head above the water. I know what I want to do, and I just recently started reaching for it. Uh, What's that? It's tough. Uh, just trying to learn, honestly, trying to stop being so ignorant. Stop trying to, like, say, oh, I know this, I know that. I, I know nothing. I have to be more open to learning. And I think that's where my biggest fault is, is that I'm so stubborn. I do need to reach out to my family more, ask for advice, um, words of wisdom, I guess, or just anything really, because I feel like I don't, I don't talk enough about my issues and that's something that like I shouldn't do. Uh, it's not good to keep everything bottled up. So probably after this, I'm going to go like call a bunch of people and be like, Hey, just thinking about you, <laughs> but Not really. I've been, I, I grab inspiration from anywhere, really. Uh, people younger than me, people older than me. If I feel like a mentor specifically, I would say for photography, my mentor would be a very, very close friend of mine, James. Uh, he's always looking out for me. He, told me, hey, you should get this camera. It works really well. I've had that camera for three years now. It's worked really well. Um, he's always, you know, teaching me whenever he can. And we have our own thing together. So it's pretty cool to just have that immediate connection with somebody and want to build with them. And they actually want to do the same because, you know, it's hard to find that, that group of people. Everybody's too worried about getting their bills paid and stuff. But, man... I'm just trying to focus on the smaller things in life because it's it's there's a lot more to it. And life is so, so frail. Like, it could be gone in a second if you do, like, the wrong thing. Uh, it was actually after I crashed my car that I realized that, like, crashed right into a wall, had a minor concussion for, like, a good five days. And at that point, I had realized, like, oh... If I would have just turned a little bit extra, it would have been a head-on into the wall. It could have been done right there. I, I want to say ever since then, I've just been a lot more, like, careful and a lot more um, grateful of everything that happens. Just, I drive with two hands on the wheel now. I used to be that New York kid, one hand just whipping it, but, whew, I'm scared now. I don't even go past the speed limit anymore, man. I have my days where I'm just like, Let's take things slow. On rainy days, I take local roads. That's how paranoid I get sometimes. It's... So there's some stuff. Yeah, there's definitely some stuff. <laughs> but, but, you, but you have a good outlook for things 
Yeah. Um, because like, I don't know, man. Like, why why focus on the negative? It's just if you if you strictly focus on the negative, then you're only gonna look at the negative whenever it pops up. You're you're gonna completely disregard the positive. So I look at the positive now. Whenever my shoe goes on without me struggling, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go. We're having a good day. Um, the only thing that sucks about that is that like when something bad happens, my mood shifts so fast. Uh, it's bad some days, but for the most part, uh, I keep myself under control. I definitely do have my days. Things could be better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, can't be afraid to acknowledge it either. Like you got to know, oh, today's going to be a, today's going to be a shitty day. And I'm, you got to put it in your brain to not take that out on anybody because that can alter a friendship. Uh, it can make somebody think, oh, he's being a dick today. I'm just not going to talk to him for a couple days. And I'm grateful for everything. Everything that's given to me, I am grateful for. The opportunity to breathe and these people have it so much worse than me. I was thinking about this the other day, like the odds of being normal nowadays is so slim. What does normal mean to you? Normal just means, I mean, well, normal in the sense of like no medical issues from birth kind of thing. Like even asthma. Oh my God, I'm thankful I don't have asthma. Like, again, breathing. The only thing I will say is that I'm grateful when one of my nostrils clears up and I can breathe fresh air. I'm just grateful for everything. Uh, the opportunity to be alive, all the way down from like the cellular level of that one in however many million from a sperm cell. Like I was the one that came out. What is there not to be grateful for? That you won that race. Exactly. So I won that race and now I'm just here making the best out of it. And yeah, I'm not going to be the richest guy. I'm not going to be the smartest guy. But I'll tell you this much, I'll be the happiest one because what is there to not be happy about, dude? Like. You've made it. Every day is a gift. Take it as such. So, yeah. What projects are you working on that you would like people to know about? I will say a consistent project that I do work on is the Sour Takes podcast. We're on, like, any platform or most platforms that you can think of. Uh, our most popular ones being YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram, and TikTok. Um, those are where we gather most of our uh traffic from uh been really consistent with that uh the whole idea behind it was uh sour takes we just find the most controversial topic to talk about which we haven't even gotten that far yet we've just been keeping it as a how was your week what'd you do last week and then we'll talk about current stuff but we are building an audience so that way we can get to the point where we can talk about really controversial stuff and get down to the nitty gritty are you doing it for controversy's sake or because you want to solve a problem believe it or not i'm doing it to learn i like learning other people's perspective on things so i like learning from other people uh obviously i can't learn from myself unless i make a mistake but learning other people's perspective on things is uh, one of the reasons that i chose to do it is it an escape for yeah, I would say so. Instead of going to therapy, I'd do a podcast. So it's your therapy? Yeah, it's nice to talk. And especially when I'm like the star of the show, why would I not take that opportunity to have the biggest voice or the second biggest voice? I am a co-host.
But yeah, I like it, it's. I also do like talking. I'm a storyteller at heart, so I will tell you every story in the world if you ask. Why do you think you like talking? Oh, because I'm annoying. <laughs> um, I think it's because like I want people to know that like you can go through X, Y, and Z and still make it here today. Like I've been through so much crap, but I'm still here and I'm alive and I'm doing what I can. And again, that, that stems back to like, I won that race. I'm going to make the best out of it. So yeah, I feel like I tell stories just out of habit because, uh, maybe it's a narcissism thing. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, it could be like, I'm just full of myself. Uh, <laughs> Could be. Maybe I read. Maybe I need real therapy. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. No problem.